Now we're going to turn things back over to our host, Mark Weber, so he can take us into hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. So do you know what plant I am? I do not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cashing in. I got nothing. You haven't mowed your grass yet? Not yet. Getting, Not yet. It's getting close, though, isn't it? Yes. It's getting close. Been well, watching it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about mowing your grass. We're going to talk about controlling your weeds. We're going to talk about the weather and so much more right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Santini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the second hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber. We've been hosting this legendary broadcast for 28 years, and we love to help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. And if you've got a gardening question, we have an open line for you at 457-1290. And without further ado, in the weather hot chair. <laughs> you make me nervous. Why do I make you nervous? <laughs> Never know what kind of question you're going to ask me. I can be calc- uncalculatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I tell you, I. The weather this week fascinated me from the standpoint because every morning at the kitchen kitchen table, my wife's trying to decide what she's going to do with people and equipment, and and it's a nightmare. It's mm-hmm. like these these bands of showers Mm -hmm. just keep coming and coming and coming and is this crap going to end well we've got more rain this weekend i'm sorry to tell you oh i mean fortunately for me not for you though and for most of the people listening i spent half of the week in uh punta cana in the dominican republic with sunshine and 80 degree weather i only experienced the rainfall just the last couple of days Rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> did you like the Dominican Republic? I did. It was so beautiful. The water was crystal clear. I went for a wedding, and of course it rained on the day of the wedding, but the rest of the time it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which coast? Is that on the on the Atlantic side or on the Caribbean side? I actually have no idea. Okay. Yeah. See, I All I, I know is they flew me there to a beach, and I went to the resort, and it was fantastic. The reason I ask is back in... Um, February, you can tell about how much of a nerd I am. Um, I actually was in Puerto Rico mm. and um, looking at vegetation that was affected by Hurricane Maria. Mm. And I also um, did some other stuff too down there related to wind, wind and trees. And I, I can tell you the thing that was fascinating about this um, there was a number of native species of trees that withstood 185 mile an hour winds. They they have to be built for that weather. Yeah, well, and these are plants. That, and if you look at the historical records, mm-hmm. Maria wasn't anything. Maria was co- as, as a common occurrence, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 the Atlantic basin, in the lower Atlantic basin, um, about every I think it's like every. 50, 60 years that those kind of storms um, are a normal occur- occurrence right. within, within when you a, look over a long period of yeah, time, over a statistical yeah. range. Yeah. And what's fascinating is, is in this particular case, many of the trees that are native in Puerto Rico has a real, has a tremendous population of uh, diversity in tree trees and plant life. And the trees that were native to Puerto Rico at, 1920s or so mm-hmm. statistically speaking withstood 185 mile an hour sustained winds i mean this this thing from and i talked to a bunch of people when i yeah. was there because i have people i know down there and the one lady explained to me that living through that and the word is living she said that it was like the most whatever primeval survival th- is inside you comes out yeah i imagine 
and she said that the wind literally it was like a train for five hours straight and then there was about a 45 minute law and that's when the eye is Came right overhead over top and then must the, have been surreal yeah and she says then the winds you know shift because the other side like of the eye is way. coming through mm-hmm. and then you go through another four or five hours of this stuff yeah and um to me my take-home message beyond the human side of it was um, the species of trees that are native to that part of the world withstood this event tremendously. Mm-hmm. The stuff that that was introduced into the islands, yeah. um, particularly a lot of the exotic palms and stuff, and the, the plants that weren't in the best of condition mm-hmm going into these events right. of both um, Irene and, and Maria got taken out. Right. So did, did you notice the trees that are native, um, the more mature trees lasted? What about like the younger ones? They're, they did better than the older ones. Did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is, is because I think these plants have gone through so many events yeah. related to this that genetically they have become more adaptive. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most surreal things that I saw on that trip, um, I was on the island of St. Martin mm-hmm. on the French side. St. Martin's made up of two. Two, the British. It's Dutch on the one end. It's on the Caribbean side. And on the Atlantic side, it's the French side. On the French side, it's always been kind of desolate because that place has always been whacked by multiple, multiple hurricanes. Mm-hmm. In this case, with <laughs> this was Irene. I mean, it took cars. There was cars. It looked like a war zone. Mm-hmm. There was cars piled up all over the place. Um, coconut palm, which is the tree that everybody thinks of when they go to the tropics, it just took coconut palm and literally shredded the leaves off. Then it broke the tops off. Yeah. Um, there wasn't. I, I would say of 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 the probably the. Th- three to 400 trees that I looked at on the French side, there was probably two or three survivors out of three, three, 300 trees. And the ones that survived, this is the part that's scary, is the salt content. And these plants are basically sandblasted. Mm-hmm. And then they, they basically lose all their leaves. And then the, the bud tissue is impregnated with salt because of all the salt water involved with this event. So if they don't die from... <laughs> They will eventually. Defoliation, they'll oh, die of salinity. That's terrible. And um, and, and I will say in, in Puerto Rico, the remarkable part is is most of these plants, and there's a national arboretum in Puerto Rico, most of these plants have survived. They've got some damage in them. Well, like you said, they, they're built to yeah. you know, have these events happen. And so it kind of goes back to roost at home mm-hmm. is that we always, you know, the severe winds are coming. Yep. Severe winds, statistically, in this part of Ohio, don't start happening until we get over that, about that 70, 75 mile mm-hmm. an hour range. Yeah. You know, a 50 mile an hour wind event is nothing for this part of the United States. No, and yeah, and the trees, they're fine. Yeah. yeah unless you've had, you know, uh, a ton of previous- rain before, mm. and then the roots don't have anything to hold on to, and then you get a 50 mile an hour wind. But even then, it's not going to bring down all the trees. It's right. It's just, you know, some of those. It weaker- takes down the ones that have defects. Yes. And so the, a lot of times, and that's kind of the thing that I always try to bring to the table with people is, if you manage your landscape mm. to be defect-free, you'll end up surviving the big storm. Right. And it's kind of the take-home message with it and today we're talking about gusty winds we could see winds gusting as high as 40 miles an hour this afternoon so it'll be interesting to see what you know <laughs> yeah exactly but people will they'll feel it certainly out on the roads yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny though is this we as human beings think at 40 miles an hour is a big deal mm-hmm. to plants it's nothing no, plant, no they're fine <laughs> mccall thank you for You're stopping welcome. by I, I i'm glad that you had a safe trip and got safe travels home yes. and had a nice day at the beach. It was a nice break. I didn't realize I was getting a break from the rain, but it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day, you okay? Too. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Without further ado, up on the Horticultural Hotline, it's the one and only Mr. Richmond Pearson. How are you, Richmond Pearson? Good morning, Mark Weber. I'm doing well. How are you? Sorry, you get me talking about wind and hurricanes and trees. I get really wound up. <laughs> I get windy. <laughs> windy. 
I get very long windy at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, by, I tell you what, Rich, it was really good to see you this week um, at the, our, our tailgating with trees at, at the uh, Arboretum here, Woodland Arboretum. I will say that uh, those who came got a tremendous treat to learning about multi-gender of trees. And we got to see a really cool tree at the end of the day, which I think should be planted more vigorously in many parts of the world. But unfortunately, many people don't even know that it exists, which is the cucumber magnolia. Um, right. And folks in Ohio should know this tree. It's native to our state. I mean, you have to look yeah. for it. You have to know where to look for it. But it, yeah, it does quite well here. And if you want a, a different big shade tree in your yard, that would do it. But, do it, but, but did, did you get my analogy with it, though, about how this tree was probably, and my, my sense is it was probably planted at Woodland about 1880, 1890, about the time that Woodland was established. And this, I, yeah. and this tree, I, 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 you could find maybe three pruning cuts on it since 1890. And, and, this, and this, tea, this tree has withstand 95-mile-an-hour winds with Hurricane Ike. It's done... God knows how many ice storms and wind storms and lightning strikes and everything else. And this thing still stands up and it doesn't have a defect to be found, can it? <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was remarkable in the, the branch structure. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Was, and, and hopefully uh, some of our urban foresters that were there will be enthused to plant this into their systems. So, um, Rich, you wrote a cool blog post this week and uh, talking a little bit about the, the cold weather. Can you give us about the three-minute version of this? Sure, um, because Easter is a little bit early this year, and our spring is, it's actually a spring that I'm kind of enjoying. It is a long, slow-to-emerge and slow-to-warm spring. So that means there's a lot of uh, very cold temperatures still. And coupling that with Right now, our amazing high-quality independent garden centers are just busting inside with beautiful spring flowering perennials. And they're, they're the plants everybody associates with spring and with Easter. They make great holiday decorations, but they've been forced to be in bloom maybe even a month or so earlier than they would outside the yard. And so my point with the post was, don't shy away from them because they're in full bloom. Go ahead and use them as great decorations. Just don't put them outside. And you may have to take care of them inside well into April, maybe even the end of April, because they are so far advanced. Um, but if, if you want those same plants right now to plant in your, uh, your landscape, they are becoming available. Uh, trucks are rolling in every day, and so... Those plants coming in are going to be uh, cold-hardened, and they're going to be at the, the right level of, um, of growth for this temperature this time of year. And a good example, I saw some just phenomenal columbines blooming in full bloom, like two feet taller, taller, inside. And I thought, wow, this would be great for a display. Well... A house that I'm going to move into very soon happens to have this little forest of columbines at one of the corners of the house, and they're only three or four inches tall right now. So the point is, if those columbines that are in full bloom were taken home and, oh, these are beautiful, I'm going to plant them outside so everybody can enjoy them for the holiday, they're probably going to get fried. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and buy them if you're going to keep them inside, but... If you want something for the yard, either take those plants and know how to, to hold on to them for a while until temperatures moderate, or go for the um, the slower, appropriate size plants to put in your yard. Outstanding. Mr. Rich, I must run because of the constraints of time, but as always, I thank you so much for being part of Garden Talk and everything else you do for all the folks here in the great Miami Valley. And uh, we will talk to you very, 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 very soon. Well, you will. And I want to wish you and everyone a great holiday. Happy Easter. If folks oh, it is and, Easter, uh, isn't it? It is. You know, I, 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 I'm... Roll that rock, baby. <laughs>
I, I, I just, I, 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 you know, the day when I saw you, I, I forgot to wish you that. And then I got busy. And then all of a sudden I, I, I talked to somebody and I said, well, we can get it to, to, to you tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's Good Friday, Mark. What's wrong with you? And I go, oh, it is Good Friday. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, it was one of those weeks. But Rich, I, as, go, as always, thank you so much. And um, thank you for being part of the show. So you, do you have any clues you would like to give our listeners about well, uh, what, what plan I am? Well, uh, while I was listening to you two discuss the weather and trees and things, I was making a list of possibilities and crossing them off. It was a big list. And I noticed, looking back on it, everything that I crossed off, all I could think of when I got to the, to the end of it was, wow, that paper ha- is very inky. No. <laughs> oh, but I, did, I, I believe so. <laughs> No, no, this isn't inky at all. This this isn't inky at all. No, no. I think I said inky instead of inky, though. Oh, well, you're you're still wrong. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think I got it. All right. You take care, okay? Everybody sign into the blog post. I'm going to write it up in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You do it. You do that, Rich. Rich, as always, thank you and have a super great day and happy Easter to you and yours. Okay. Well, thank you. Take, take care. Bye bye. When we come back, more plant what I am and everything else and your calls at 457-1290 and talking about how they have the best yard gardening landscape ever in 2018 and beyond. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. I am sure that most of you are familiar with MyPillow by now. Owner and inventor Mike Lindell's all over TV. You've even seen MyPillow in some retail stores. And I've been telling you about my MyPillow for over two years. Well, I want to really emphasize the fact that We've got a deal for you for our WHIO radio listeners that's better than any deal you're going to have on TV, better than anything you're going to get in a retail store. And I'm talking about the MyPillow four-pack special. Go to MyPillow.com and click on that four-pack special. Use the promo code WHIO. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows, so you'll sleep great at home night after night after night, and two go-anywhere pillows that you can take with you on the road. Put it over top of the hotel pillow, and you're going to sleep absolutely great. You could also call 1-800-320-1481, ask for that four-pack special, and very important, make sure you use the promo code WHIO. Nothing to lose. Every MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Fox Lagos is our name. Desperate for spring? We're getting ready just as we have for the past 59 years. Are you a gardener who enjoys planting from seed? Think Stocks Leggers. We offer a large variety in packaged or bulk. We have lettuce, greens and vegetable seeds, onion sets, seed potatoes, and green velvet grass seeds. Follow us on Facebook and at StocksLeggers.com to learn what's blooming for our spring sales events. We're only one mile west of New Lebanon on State Route 35. Stocks Leggers Greenhouse and Garden Center. The future's coming fast, so Spectrum's getting faster. Hey, there's going to be billions of connected devices in the next few years. Someone's got to power this stuff. That's why Spectrum is accelerating internet speed starting at 100 megs across their fiber-powered network to keep everything, and that means everything, connected. So bring on the next big thing, and the next big thing after that. Spectrum is here to power it. Are you ready for what's next? Spectrum. Think forward. To learn more, visit Spectrum.com. Springtime in Dayton and Springfield brings the threat of severe weather. With the hard work of our team of hundreds of reporters and around-the-clock help from Storm Center 7, we're the only radio station in the Miami Valley with a live radar. We work tirelessly to keep your family safe 24-7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 726. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Dry to start your Saturday, but rain moves in for the afternoon, along with the scattered showers dealing with gusty winds from lunchtime into early evening. May have wind gusts as high as 40 miles an hour. Temperatures for the day, though, will be mild into the middle 50s. 
Later on tonight, we'll watch showers ending. May see a few snowflakes mixing in before dawn, then we dry out. Overnight lows will fall close to freezing. Into your Sunday, we're dry to start. It'll be a cooler day in the low 40s, then tracking the chance for rain and snow moving in for the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows clear skies. It's an absolutely gorgeous morning in southwest Ohio on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Don't forget, Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, and we run to the grand hour of uh, 9 a.m., and we would love to... Talk to each and every one of you. And by the way, Rich, I know you're listening right now. And no, it's not that plant. I keep trying to tell you that it's not that plant. 457-1290, let's go talk to Elma. Is this Elma? Elma, good morning. Good morning. Elma, are you here to attempt to guess what plant I am? Yes, I oh. think that is a pussy willow. Well, I, I but this is the question, though. Would a pussy willow grow best in acidic soil? Would it take organically rich soil? Maybe. Would it take medium moisture soil? Mm, probably. Would it grow in a well-drained soil in part sun and part shade? There where pussy willow probably wouldn't do so well. Now, okay. Now, I, no, 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 no. But, but let's talk about pussy. You know, pussy willow would grow in a full sun site. But it would grow in soils that were fairly acidic all the way up to soils that were really alkaline. So, no, I'm sorry. But good guess. I really appreciate your call, though, okay? I've been thinking about buying one. Oh, they're fun. You just have to prune them a lot to keep them, keep them nice. Yeah. I'll be down to select one. All right. Thank you. You, you have a good day, ma'am. I'll work on it. All right. Thank bye-bye. 457-1290. So let me read this to you one more time before we go to the the news. I grow in acidic soil. I grow in organically rich soil. I need medium moisture, well-drained soils that are full sun to partial shade. I can tolerate average garden soils, but the soils must be amended. I have unique flower buds that are susceptible to damage in the early spring and I am a spreading multi-stem shrub that typically grows 8 to 15 feet tall and features these very unique drooping clusters or racemes of these pale yellow flowers in late winter and early spring before my foliage emerges. And once my foliage emerges, I have an ovate, toothed, dark green leaf. So what plant I am? 457-1290, if you think you know, on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News update. Our top story this hour. Two people that firefighters are calling heroes after their acts in Jefferson Township last night. Plus, news out of Warren County from cops looking for a man. Rain returns today along with some gusty winds. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. There is road work on the ramp from 75 northbound to US 35. That ramp is closed. Other than that, we're not seeing any traffic issues out there on your Saturday. And it is our top story. A man is lucky to be alive after Jefferson in Jefferson Township after a house fire. Two people were driving by. They are to thank. Crews say that man and woman drove by that house on Germantown Pike, saw the fire, stopped, went inside, and pulled the man to safety. Fire crews calling them heroes because the fire was in a hard-to-reach location. The trees made it more difficult to control the fire. If the ladder's close enough, it can park right out in front and we can get crews on the roof quickly 
but this was too deep in the woods to use a, a ladder. That's WHIO's James Bukley talking with Jefferson Township Battalion Chief Gregory Wilcox. Well, a Franklin High School teacher accused of sexting a student entering a not guilty plea in Franklin Municipal Court. Arnett was arrested at her West Carrollton home Tuesday as deputies served a search warrant. When this news organization spoke to Arnett at her home Thursday, she declined to comment on the case. That's WHIO's Damian Burrs. Madeline Arnett is charged with sexual battery. Now, we're getting new news this hour out of Warren County when cops saying they're looking for a man who was involved in a pursuit earlier this morning. That pursuit happening reportedly around 4.30. Right now, we're following this story and we'll work to bring you updates as we get them right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's get a look at that weather forecast now with meteorologist McCall Vrydax. Dry to start your Saturday, but rain moves in for the afternoon, along with the scattered showers dealing with gusty winds from lunchtime into early evening. May have wind gusts as high as 40 miles an hour. Temperatures for the day, though, will be mild into the middle 50s. Later on tonight, we'll watch showers ending. May see a few snowflakes mixing in before dawn, then we dry out. Overnight lows will fall close to freezing. Into your Sunday, we're dry to start. It'll be a cooler day in the low 40s, then track the chance for rain and snow moving in for the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar as we watch a beautiful sunrise from our studio at South Main Street here in Dayton. It's all clear out there, 30 degrees in Troy, 33 in Springfield, and 34 here in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. MS attacks the brain and spinal cord. It's the most common neurological disease leading to disability in young adults. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Join us. Together we are stronger. Walk MS fundraising accelerates research breakthroughs and life-changing breakthroughs. It will take all of our passion, determination, and fundraising to end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Join us. Register today, start a team, and raise funds at walkms.org. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning. You sound awful, Chipper. <laughs> oh, I got to do what I like to do all week, which is work with plants and trees. How else could one not be so happy, Mr. Tisher? I hear you. You know, you know, you, you get up every morning and you get to see the, the sun. And this week it's been the rain clouds. But, you know, I, I, I got to... The work with with trees and plants and dirt all week, and you know, God, that's like being on heaven on earth. Yeah, well, I got to work with uh, grass and mud all week, and uh, <laughs> and I've still got some of that earth on the bottom of my shoes. So there you go. It's all right as long as you take yep. your shoes off before you go in the house. That way, your wife doesn't get really mad at you. Well, it's not me that she's mad at. It's the dog. There's 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 <laughs> dirt everywhere, and. Uh, <laughs> And since I'm the one that had the bright idea to get the dog in the first place, it's uh, it's all my fault. So uh, that's my wife's. Uh, uh, that's what she's doing this morning is cleaning the dog prints off the white carpet. You know, you know, you know, you're in trouble when your when when your significant other says, "Take care of your dog." Yeah, yeah your dog, <laughs> get your dog out of my house, and you can go with it. That's about the way it is. You're right. Yeah, I've heard that before. A mul- yeah, yeah. a multiple multiple occasions. There and, you go. So I'm yeah. ready for uh, things to dry out just a little bit, but you know, it is what it is and uh and as as always uh, uh we're not the ones in control. Mother Nature's the one calling the shots and that sure has been the case <laughs> this year. 
You know, Randy, I, 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 I'm fascinated on many fronts, and one of which is, is, is pre-emergence. You know, I, with the amount of rain that we've had, uh, you know, if the only one that I can think of that pre-emergent-wise, if one would have applied it back in early March and even February, that will still even be around after all these leaching rains, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, predominating, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Uh, and, you know, it, all these pre-emergents like prodiamine, uh, 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 they are made to stay right in the upper uh, upper crust, upper top part of the soil. They are theoretically uh, designed not to leach through the soil too quickly. I mean, that's where they need to be because that's where the crabgrass and foxtail seeds are and when those seeds germinate and try to put down a root, they pull in the the herbicide uh, that that from the from the prodiamine or the the, the the whatever whether herbicide you're using and uh, and that herbicide then kills the plant before you are even aware that that uh, crabgrass or foxtail is is active in your soil. But uh, that's the that's the downside of uh, of putting things on too early uh, in a real wet year. Uh, now, you know, I, I don't think we're in trouble yet, Mark, but we have had a lot of water. And, uh, and you know, if you're a, if you're a homeowner, if, uh, if you've only got one yard, if it's all you've got to take care of is your own yard, uh, that, was, that was my blog post uh, uh, for this week. Uh, we're getting a lot of calls. Uh, you know, uh, this has been a crazy year. Uh, we, we're still getting snow in the forecast for next week and right. even tonight, I think. And, uh uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy year, and we really haven't uh, haven't had a, I don't know, it's just not normal, I guess, if there is such a thing. And uh, people are asking, is it too late to put down the pre-emergence? And, and when you use a little science, uh, uh, you, you realize that soil temperatures, as of yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, soil temperatures in the top two inches of the soil were only 43 degrees. Right. Uh, the five-day average was only 45 degrees, uh, uh, and crabgrass and foxtail, along with grass seed, won't germinate until we get into soil temperatures of a steady 50 to 55 degree temperatures. And uh, and I just don't see that happening for uh, looking at the next week's forecast. I don't see that happening for another week or two. So the answer to everybody's question that seems to be on everybody's mind is no, you're certainly not too late to put down your pre-emergent herbicide. Now, there have been some years that uh, that... We've already reached that soil temperature, mm-hmm. but uh, this is just not one of those years. I think you said earlier today that uh, you thought things were, what, about two, two weeks behind from uh, a tree perspective? Is that right? Yeah, a tree and plant from a finality standpoint. I mean, we just got emergence on Eastern Tent Caterpillar two days ago. Yeah. And I've seen Eastern Tent Caterpillar be hatched out by March 1st before. So in, in some ways, phenologically, meaning the way that we judge plants and their um, progression and the hatching of insects and disease issues, we're seeing, you know, a two to three week lag period, which is, is, is extraordinary on many fronts. I was looking at photographs the other day. I was taking pictures of, of, of cherries and forsythia in full bloom by the 15th of March. And they're not, we just got forsythia bloom two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and no, we we I've heard of a few areas that you know, and then there's those those nice warm little spots in the around the, the sunny warm part of the yard where forsythia is starting to bloom, and that's usually uh, Mother Nature's uh, soil thermometer. That's uh, that's the uh, that's the old uh, farmer's way of uh, of knowing when that soil is getting up into that 50 to 55 degree temperature. But but throughout most of the yard, we're still uh, we're still well into the uh, the mid to low 40s, and uh, and so you've got plenty of time for, uh, for your normal pre-emergent products. And then, you know, there, there are uh, products like Dithiopyr, uh, uh commonly sold as a oh, dimension that right. uh, is, a, is a pre-emergence that also has post-emergent control. A lot of our customers switch over to that product uh, when they're a little later in the, uh, in the, in the pre-emergent season that, that will actually, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you are a little late, which you're not right now, but... Maybe in another two, three, four weeks, you might be a little late. Uh, that product actually is a good pre-emergent that has a, a good early post-emergent control of your crabgrass. So take-home lesson with crabgrass and foxtail control in your home lawn is that 
you're certainly not too late. You've got plenty of time. Uh, you know, now, uh, you know, this weekend, uh, with the weather forecast, uh, with a little rain in the forecast, that's what it takes to activate, activate these products. They're, they've all got fertilizer, the, the herbicides attached to the fertilizer. You spread the fertilizer, the, the rain washes the herbicide off the little fertilizer particle and creates that barrier in your yard, and, and then that herbicide will be there when the soil does warm up and when that crabgrass does start to stick that root down and try to germinate. And, and theoretically, so long as we don't get too much rain and, and, and dilute this uh, herbicide, uh, you'll have a nice crabgrass and foxtail-free uh, yard for the, for, the, for the rest of the year. That's the theory, anyway. That's exactly right. Well, Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much. We must go back because of the constraints of time and, and talk about other interesting topics. You mean there's, there's something else other than turf? <laughs> no. I got somebody asking me about carbon to nitrogen ratios and the space of mulch uh, in plant stems. Well, then, that's, that's uh, scientific. I'm this way out of my league. You better just go ahead and take care of that one. Then I got also, I got, I got Becky and Matt who think they might know the name of what plant I am today. Well, then you've got bigger fish to fry than little old Randy Tisher. You have a wonderful day. I, I, I got a question, though. I got a question. Are you, what, what, what? I, I, are you, are you going to do an Easter egg hunt with those grandchildren? You know what? My daughter stole her children. Stole and, them? And she stole my grandchildren and hauled them all the way down to Florida. Oh. That my, my daughter and her husband are teachers, and it's spring break. I mean, they had the nerve. Now, you know, they could have gone on spring break, but they could have left Henry and Oliver here with, uh, <laughs> with us. And so tomorrow's going to be the first time in a long time that, uh, that I won't. Uh, I'm trying to get, uh, to get some, some, well, I, I don't know, some of my older children to, uh, to let me let, you know, give them a basket on Easter eggs. But uh, I, I'm not sure, sure how that goes with somebody that might be I mean, your dog might like go an easter egg hunt well my dog <laughs> thinks those easter eggs are little balls and she would ellie ellie would love an easter egg hunt i'm just not so sure those easter eggs are going to survive much of uh, ellie's ellie's uh chasing but, have, you, have, uh, you, have you seen that new species of tree it's out what's that easterus agus it's that tree that those trees, trees have easter eggs growing off of them it's called easterus agus you know, I've seen a few of those as I drive by the yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah, they're seasonal. They show up a certain time of year, and then they just, like, become extinct to the next year because they're called Easterus agus. <laughs> yeah, I'll mention that to my wife. She's never uh, she's never bought one of those trees before. I'm not sure, sure they're going to make it into the Tisher landscape. <laughs> yeah, a, I'm sure somebody's going to call, call Nolan or someplace. They said, do you have an Easterus agus for sale? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an that's an acquired taste type of tree. Yeah, and he wanted Easter's eggs with only pink eggs, or possibly purple eggs and blue eggs. And what color eggs are on your Easter's eggs tree? So okay, You're always <laughs> thinking of something in the tree world. <laughs> well, next time we'll think of a new variety of grass, maybe called Tisherus. Tisherous. Yeah, you know, that's an idea, just to get a grass with a whole bunch of different colored little leaves on yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I yeah. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah, tish, uh, we'll call it Tisherous. We'll call it Tisherous uh, Multicolorous or something like that. Yeah, uh, we got to work on that name, but uh, <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> Mr. Tisher, happy Easter to you and yours, and have a good day, okay? You too, Mark. Take care. Talk to you next week. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. So, Javon, have you ever seen an Easterus agus tree? I may have. It's a tree that has Easter eggs hanging from it. It's a brand new species of tree. It's called Easterus agus. Is this real? No. <laughs> it's the Easterus agus tree. It's got to be someplace out there. You got to, you know, you see them all over town. People hang Easter eggs from their from their, you know, trees, so it's a new species of tree. It's called Easterus agus. 4571290 is the number of the dial and we're going to continue with what plant I am. 
And uh, let's go talk to Becky. Good morning, Becky. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Making deviled eggs. Oh, so you, do you have an Easterus agus tree in your yard? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I couldn't resist that one. By the way, happy Easter to you, uh, Becky. Thank you. You too and I, your family. I, I, thank you. Are you here for the what plant I am? Yes. Okay, let me describe. Remember, I'm the plant. Your job is to guess what the name of, of me is. And if you get it right, you win a $25 gift card to Noah. You ready? Ready. Okay. okay. I am, I, I grow in acidic, organically rich, medium moisture, well-drained soils in full sun to part shade. I can tolerate average garden soils, but they best be amended. My flower buds are susceptible to early spring frost. I am a spreading multi-stem shrub that typically grows 8 to 15 feet tall. And by the way, my branches are quite erect, meaning upright. And my, my flowers feature these amazing drooping clusters, what they call racemes of fragrant pale yellow flowers. And I always bloom about late winter, early spring before my foliage emerges in the spring. Once my foliage emerges in the spring, I have ovate tooth leaves that are dark green, typically four inches in length. And in the fall, I am magically yellow with unexceptional, beautiful fall foliage. I'm a native to Japan. I'm typically used in bonsai in many cases, and most importantly, what plant am I, Becky? Forsythia bush. Not today. Oh. <laughs> oh. But you get to learn about the Easter agus tree, so it's really okay. okay. But, but Becky, thank you for the call, and I hope you have a terrific day. By the way, uh, Forsythia uh, typically will never get about eight, eight. I've seen Forsythia get about eight feet tall, but I've never seen it get 15 feet tall. Okay. And Forsythia likes a little bit more alkaline type soils mm -hmm. and would not probably tolerate the acidity that this particular plant likes. So, but thank you for the attempt though. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. And have a super, super nice thing, uh, Easter. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven, 12, 90. And without further ado, we're going to go talk to Matt. Matt, good morning. Good morning. Okay, Matt. This is the plan of the day, and I'm going to – I like acidic soil, and I grow an organically rich soil. Um, some people call me an ericaceous plant, which means it's kind of an oxymoron, meaning I'm acid, and I like uh, acid, well-drained soil, but moisture – what soil that holds some moisture, which is – Kind of an oxymoron, but my flowers are unique. I mean, they're kind of a pale yellow, but man, the, the, the fragrance that comes out of my flowers is exceptional. Um, you will find me growing very well in eastern Ohio. You may find me in little spots in western Ohio, but most likely eastern Ohio. Um, you'll find me a lot in gardens in states like Pennsylvania and and Virginia, and states like maybe Georgia. Uh, you'll find me um, in botanical gardens. You'll find me in older gardens because I'm one of these plants that was cultivated and, and, and brought out of Japan in the 1800s. And I'm kind of the, one of these plants that really hasn't spent a lot of time in, in, in stardom, but in one of the plants that in the plant world I am really, really well known about. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you what plant I am. What plant do you think I am? Winter hazel. You're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, how did you guess I was a winter hazel? Well, I looked through my wife's uh, bonsai book. Yes. I'm also, my genus is Coriolis, and I'm also um, closely related to the witch hazels, not the winter. Not, not, the witch hazels are unique in a lot of ways because they tolerate dry soil conditions and like tend to like acidity. Now, the only exception to witch hazels versus winter hazels are witch hazels typically 
can take soils a little, a little bit higher pH, but they like soils that are organically rich and well-drained. And the winter hazel, which is called Corleus, is a plant that does exceptionally well in semi-shade and also in full sun. Gets about 8 to 10 feet tall. I've seen them as tall as 15 in my, my career. And uh, you have won yourself, Matt, a $25 gift card to NOAA because they're gardeners like you and I. And, and can, super congratulations to you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank I'm, you. Appreciate I'm, it. I'm going to put you on hold. And uh, are you going to go out and buy a Easterus agus plant today for your tree? Sure. It, if they sell mint wood, yes. <laughs> we'll have to ask John Scott at uh, 830 if they have an Easterus agus plant for, for sale this year for for, Thanksgiving, for, for, for Easter. Uh, Matt, I'm going to put you on hold, and Javon's going to get your vitals, and congratulations for being part of the program. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, when we return, more Garden Talk continues. For 28 years, we've been planting the seeds to a greener place we call home right here in Southwest Ohio and beyond. We ask that you do your garden right and do things well and do them proper, and you'll end up with a landscape that's outstanding for this generation and for the generations to come on AM 1290 and News 95.7. W-H-I-O. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Chuck, what we realized was your plan gives us peace of mind because we have a guarantee never to lose money against the market again. So that means security for us. Our accounts grow tax-free and we can access our money tax-free. What more could you possibly want? Chuck Oliver of The Hidden Wealth Solution will get your retirement on track. Visit retirementprotected.com. That's retirementprotected.com. I'm Tom Grunkmeyer, president of Buckeye EcoCare, with a few of the reasons why our company is the area's lawn care leader. Buckeye EcoCare has the best trained, most experienced lawn care professionals in the Miami Valley. We provide outstanding customer service, and we customize a program that's just right for each and every one of our clients. We've been improving the look and health of area lawns for over 30 years, so trust the professionals at Buckeye EcoCare, because I'll treat your lawn just like my lawn. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Springtime in Dayton and Springfield brings the threat of severe weather. With the hard work of our team of hundreds of reporters and around-the-clock help from Storm Center 7, we're the only radio station in the Miami Valley with a live radar. We work tirelessly to keep your family safe 24-7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Garden Talk at 755. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Try to start your Saturday, but rain moves in for the afternoon, along with the scattered showers dealing with gusty winds from lunchtime into early evening. May have wind gusts as high as 40 miles an hour. Temperatures for the day, though, will be mild into the middle 50s. Later on tonight, we'll watch showers ending. May see a few snowflakes mixing in before dawn, then we dry out. Overnight lows will fall close to freezing. Into your Sunday, we're dry to start. It'll be a cooler day in the low 40s then tracking the chance for rain and snow moving in for the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar from uh, looks really clear outside. We've got a beautiful, 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 beautiful sunrise on tap. 
I am enjoying the bright sunshine. It's 34 degrees in downtown Dayton, 33 in Wilmington, 28 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial. And I got a really interesting question that was uh, posed to me by um, someone at GardenTalkBlog.com. It was actually Michael. And I will give you what he had written to me. He asked the question. He said, Mark... I got two questions. What does the carbon to nitrogen or CNN ratio of 30 to 1 mean? And more so, um, what does, um, why do we want to have a space between where the mulch is and where the plant stands in the landscape? Um, And so I wrote back to um, um, Michael and I wrote him and said, all organic matter is made up of carbon. And carbon combined with lesser amounts of nitrogen, this balance of the two elements allows microorganisms um, to frankly break down the carbon at a reasonable level. Meaning that if you have mulch that has a low carbon to nitrogen ratio, meaning that it's more carbon than nitrogen, that it will actually increase the amount of nuisance fungi and bacteria that show up in your mulch. And more so, you will end up with a situation where you may even get some nitrogen deprivation to your plant. So when you apply good composted materials like mulch that have typically about 25 to 30 um, parts of carbon to one part of nitrogen, which is where we come up with that 30 to 1 ratio, you end up with a situation that makes the um, um, landscape a lot healthier and improves soil quality. And more so, you don't have a whole bunch of nuisance fungi showing up in your landscape. And you also ask about applying the mulch up against the stems of plants. And what I wrote back to Michael was that mulch up against the pl- against stem- stems of plants actually blocks the exchange of gases that uh, form inside the stems of woody plants, particularly in the area of the cambium and the phloem. And also can lead to an area where you can have infections and trunk decay And also, it can form what they call stem-girdling roots around the base of the plant. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this hour of Garden Talk. I want to tell you what, next hour, stay on your chairs because we're going to talk about a really incredible event that's coming to Ohio in August of this year that you probably should be marking on your calendar where the whole world... You heard me right. The whole world is coming to Ohio in August and learn so much more in the next hour of Garden Talk Plus. We'll be talking to John Scott from Knollwood, talking to each and every one of you at 457-1290. And during the week, you can always reach out to me at area code 937-438-2899 or visit weberlandscaping.com. More Garden Talk continues in the next hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7. W-H-I-O.